Hello and welcome to episode 835 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Tuesday, July 28th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Doing pretty well, man. You know, we've got uh, we've got baseball. It's happening. Still, you know, it's not the same. But we're not gonna we're not gonna belabor that point. It's definitely a little bit different. Obviously, the uh, the stuff with Miami is is um, kind of the reality, the I, reality I, reality check of where we're at. I got claimed by them on waivers. Oh no! Well, how long do you have? Uh, I mean, I tell you have to be off the show. I, I think I have to report, you know, in two or three days. But oh, yeah, because they're not playing today. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a prorated pace, so it's not like you know mind altering money, but. But you're also going to get COVID from them, probably. Yeah, it, it's okay. I, I'll be a major leaguer. I That's mean, true. technically, true. I mean, are the Marlins major league? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, they took two or three from Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, that's been big news is the Miami outbreak with uh, yesterday's and today's games being canceled. It also causing the cancellation of Philly, New York for two games because they were just in Philly. And obviously, New York is not trying to go into that clubhouse after they were there. And now Washington is voting against playing Miami this weekend. So this is this is a big deal, uh, without a doubt. I still don't think we're in a situation where this is going to end the season. But it is a big deal, and I think the the Washington thing is is what really moves it to the next level because that them not wanting to play Miami um, means like a whole potential week off. We're already playing sixty games in sixty six days, so what happens here? I mean, obviously there are going to be teams that don't play sixty games is is what's going to happen because I, I don't know how they're going to figure this out otherwise. Um, you know, they Rob Manfred had mentioned that if they had to shut down a team, it would not necessarily shut down the season. And this was like a month ago he said that. So wow. they're uh they've obviously, you know, I think that they're getting a lot of heat that there isn't some sort of contingency plan. Um but I think there is a contingency plan. I just don't know that they're being, you know, fortnight with us. So um weird. Yeah, shocking, right? So I think in the, at the end of the day, um, they're just going to keep pushing along unless we have multiple teams. Now, there was like it seemed like the start of an outbreak in Cincinnati. You know, you had yes, you had Matt like Davison might... get it, then all of a sudden Mike Mustakis is put on the IL because he's not feeling well. Nick Senzel gets scratched. So uh, it, this was something that Matt Thompson mentioned last night on the Friends of Fantasy Benefits uh, live stream slash podcast that we did. Uh, if this was the Yankees, uh, it'd be com- it'd be handled completely differently, and that that's kind of the shitty part. If this was a team that people really cared about, I think we would have be having a different uh, conversation. But because it's the Marlins, it doesn't seem like it's being taken as seriously. That's interesting. I don't like. What do you think would happen? Like the the season would shut down for the Yankees, or um, what, what exactly would happen? I think there I, would be I, I a discussion know. of that. I mean, if you if I'm you sure if, there has been a discussion here, I think like there's no way they could have thought that this was going to go off without a hitch for sure. That there wasn't going to be a team that hit an outbreak. So I, I don't think that one outbreak, if if one outbreak was going to shut the season down, they never should have started it. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. 
So I think that they knew like, okay, you can deal with with one for X amount of time. I don't know what the, that time frame is, and I don't know if we're already there. Again, especially with the Marlins missing a week, um, you know they're going to miss. They're missing games against Baltimore. Let's be honest; neither of those two teams are necessarily major competitors. Uh, but you know, if Washington doesn't play them, Washington needs to play sixty games because they need to really mm-hmm. figure out where they're at with everything. So this is this is going to be. An, an issue here. I'm, I I don't know what's going to happen, though. I'm still not thinking that the season's going to shut down, but it's definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess we just kind of play it by ear right now. Um, you know, obviously, you'll have more clarity. For those of you who play daily, obviously, you can take your guys out already, but those of you who play NFBC-style half-weeks, you'll, you'll figure out where they're at over the weekend, and you might have to take out all your Marlins and Nats if they if they just don't play. Yeah, so. that that's a huge bummer for, you know, those who drafted <laughs> Nationals players super high. I mean, at mm-hmm. least the news came out early enough where you could get Marlins and uh, Orioles out of your lineup for the beginning part of the week. Um, and I, I know I did uh, in, in the places where I was streaming uh, Pablo Lopez and Eliza Hernandez. Yep. yep. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, losing Turner or Robles or... Guys like that for three days in NFBC is going to be a huge bummer. And Soto's already out, and you know he's growing frustrated with the with the testing situation. He's getting negatives, but he's not getting the two in a row uh, that that can get him back in the game right now. So, you know. So does that mean he keeps testing positive too? Then I mean, I I would think so. I would think that there's a positive test that that continues to mix in there because he can't seem to string two negatives in a row, even though he is indeed getting negatives so I, I i don't know and that is that's got to be growing frustrating for him too mm-hmm. frustrating for my and, main event team yeah um, i would imagine anybody that has one soto is also feeling that frustration so we're not even a weekend no, and we're, we're already bob, bob nightingale just uh tweeted 37 minutes ago that Juan soto's last positive test was july 23rd so they may he may, may be just waiting for that last test Oh, well then, yeah. Why? There must be some slowdown with the uh, with the results. I guess so. Oh, but he's yet to do so on back-to-back tests more than twenty-four hours apart. So he supposedly tested negative six times: three from MLB, three from the team. But has yet to do so back-to-back on tests more than twenty-four hours apart. Okay. Well, apparently he's progressing well, though. Well, hopefully we get some good news there. And get him back on the field. Uh, we are going to get some good news on uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. Nate Pearson's going to be up, magically ready to go a week into the season. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have couldn't have seen that. Uh, he's going to be squaring <laughs> off against Max Scherzer. Uh, I'm excited for sure. And you know, you you talked about uh, offline to me about how they managed him in the minors, where it was like one on one off as far as uh, length of start, five inning, two inning, five inning, two inning. They don't have that luxury. I think they need to treat him like a regular starter. So I'd be surprised if it was um, down to the two innings. Now, the first couple might be in the three to four range, but I think they're only going to be building up. I don't know that they're going to yo-yo back and forth here, but I'm pretty excited to see Nate Pearson pitch. We saw saw him hit 103 live at the Arizona Fall League. Uh, Dude's got nasty stuff, and he's a big piece to what Toronto can do if they're to meet 
the the top end of their expectations, which is to possibly make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm excited as well. I'm definitely not using him if I've got him in a league on Wednesday. No. It just it's too too dangerous of a lineup he's going against. It, he's uh, um, you know obviously we we don't know what the usage is going to be like early on. So mm-hmm. probably just riding my bench unless I'm in a a really uh, deeply ale only maybe. Yeah, I mean I I guess if you're hit hard by injuries or something like that, and uh, in a 15 team mix you may not have other options. But yeah, and we have in a 15 team mix, and we didn't even discuss like it wasn't known to us on Sunday, but we couldn't probably guess that he was coming up this week, mm-hmm. and we never even worried yeah. about it because I think the first start is one that you kind of want to take a look at, see what's up. And then hopefully, you know, things look good. If he goes four innings, great. Then we start him next week when hopefully he's going five or six innings. for Exactly. So, um, I think that's where we're at with everything right now with Nate Pearson. Um, uh, we also want to talk about the news with Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber. Um, there was no Sunday episode. You were dealing with a personal issue with your garage. So you and Justin, Jason didn't get to talk about those two things. Obviously, they're a little bit of old news now, but we'll go ahead and give our thoughts on them. It's really bad for both. Like, there's not too too many ways around it. Um, I guess the real question becomes, with Verlander da- definitely down for two weeks with the forearm strain, and then um, Kluber, four weeks, with uh i forget exactly what his injury was it's a tear to that terrace oh muscle. yeah, yeah. terrace terrace yep. major-ish yep. muscle that we talked about yep. with descofani exactly same thing that descofani has so that's four four weeks for him the real question is are you cutting them in the nfbc situations where you have no il i'm definitely cutting kluber i think you just let him go i mean this is the same injury that kind of uh uh, kind of set Michael uh, Clevenger back early on in the season uh, when we thought we were starting in March, and they said, well, he wasn't going to pitch till May. Um, so, and he he had injured it in February. So, uh, my guess is if Kluber does come back, he's coming back kind of as a reliever um, because he won't have time to kind of rebuild uh, mm-hmm. himself. So, I, I think you just straight cut Kluber. <laughs> I mean, you're probably cutting Verlander, too. If, if I had to put money on it, I'd put money on that he's not coming back this season. Um, but uh, if you can stash him, I think you try to for right now and see if you can survive the two weeks. But very few teams out there uh, can afford to just hold on to an injured guy. And I think this is what we talked about prior to the start of the season, was it really didn't matter who it was, if someone's going to miss two to four weeks, you probably have yep. to move on. And I think this is kind of the first real, uh, you know, proof in that is, I mean, I don't think you can, you know, in this shortened season, just hold hold him and, and expect to, you know, get him back uh, in good enough shape where he's going to be the elite pitcher that you drafted him for. Yeah, Kluber's shut down for four weeks. Yeah. And that, that's not even, like, that's not, instantly yeah. back. I mean, so, same with Verlander. He's just shut down for two weeks. And, he shut down for two, yes. And this but is just the rest and hope it gets better. And, I exactly. mean, the original yeah. report was he was done for the year. Yes, but there was no validity to that. So I don't know that we put weight into that 
it, it should have always been like he's he's gonna rest rehab. It doesn't look good for Verlander either. I think Kluber is a cut. I agree. I think you gotta cut him in in NFPC formats. Obviously, any anywhere where you have an IL, cool, you can put him there. But I also think if you get into, um, you know, say you already have Soto, and now Soto and Kluber are taking your two ILs, and then let's say, and I don't want to, I don't want to like. Let's just say another quality guy. I don't want to put a name out there. You know what? Alex Wood. He's on. He's on a rundown. He just went on the IL. This was. This was added late. Let's say his is going to be a little bit more short term. I think if I've only got like the two IL spots, which is something that ESPN does, I think I keep Wood and Soto, and I cut Kluber in that situation too, even with an IL. Oh, I mean, I think you're cutting Kluber no matter what. I mean. If you want to stash Montreal and you don't have other entries, sure. But yeah, I mean, Kluber is not going to make an impact for fantasy this year. I think that's really just, doesn't seem like it. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it it's, seems. It's, if he comes back in the last two weeks, is great. Oh, okay, but buy him back. Yeah, then you know? yeah, buy him back in Fab the week before he's supposed to return. You know, you'll hear the news that he's starting to ramp up or something like that. But like yeah, I said, I like you he's, can't even get him back. You could even possibly just get him back if you're really that worried about it. But I don't think you can hold Kluber. No, no, not at all. And then uh, with Berlander, I think it's a little bit more kind of waited out for the two weeks just to see what's what. I think at that two-week mark, you're going to get the bad news and and, mm-hmm. and move on. I do think with a guy like that, though, a first, second-round pick, that you can't cut him. At least that's where I'm at with him, obviously. I love Verlander, big fan, but I don't think I'm being biased toward him to say that. I think I would say that if it was Scherzer or Bueller or whomever of those early pitchers, I think you give him the two weeks at the very least and then see what's what. But again, I think it's going to be bad news. Yeah, agreed. Okay, and then like I said, Alex Wood is on the IL with shoulder inflammation. Um, It's a bummer. You know, everyone was excited about him returning to the Dodgers. But the lingering, this is kind of always what what hangs overhead is is the injury issue. With shoulder inflammation, uh, do, do you hold Alex Wood in NFBC style? No. No, you cut him, you move on. You, cut, know. you cut him. And then, uh, again, with IL, I think you can do it. And then you start to have a hierarchy of your, of your IL guys, you know. Um, he would rate pretty low, but right now, hopefully, too many people People aren't having too many people on their IL to where they have to just start cutting everybody. But I agree. He was a late enough pick. Expectations weren't through the roof. You know, um, I think there. You know, he had a pretty brutal season last year. Uh, I almost said Kerry Wood. Alex Wood had a pretty bad season <laughs> last year. It was injury riddled. He's pretty much always been good, except for last year when it was uh, injury shortened seven seven start season. So I understand the desire to try to keep him, but I think NFBC, I think I'm out as well. And these are the kind of quick moves that we're talking about. Now, I don't have a timetable here. He was just, just placed on the IL. So, I mean, yeah. So I don't know, but we're, you know, it's 10 days minimum. That's yeah. the thing. It, it's, it's almost that two week marker. Wait, didn't the pitching IL change or did they go back to it for the shortened season? I had not heard. Yeah. I thought they were. They're, they're ten, it's 10 days, but yeah, I don't, I didn't yeah, hear anything other than that. Yeah, I thought they had gone back to it being 15, but maybe they went. Yeah, they went back to it for the short. Yeah. Of, okay. At any rate, it's 10 days. He wasn't that great anyway. 
NFBC where there's the reason we talk about NFBC not to just be NFC centric, but because there's no IL. It's a different scenario than those of you who have IL spots. So we're gonna we'll we'll cover both. In IL, put them on there until you can't. In NFBC, move on from Alex Wood. Speaking of moving on, the Braves moved on from Mike Fultonevich. And I think it's a big enough name that it was a bit of a shock. Then when you kind of do a little bit of investigation, it makes a lot more sense. I'll tell you this. This is this is one of the things that kind of brought it home for me. Virtually no Braves fan was surprised. The, ba- the Braves fans been knowing. You know, they, they were like, okay, yeah, like, he gone. Now, designated for assignment in a season like this is different because there's nowhere to go. <laughs> you know, so it's it's to the alternate site or to get moved. Oh, he's going to get he was- moved. I mean, you got to think that a team like the Marlins, who had need, just need warm bodies, will claim him. I think somebody will take a shot, yeah. But, but he was throwing 90 and a half down from 95. Um, and Did, did you, know, you see could- the side-by-side picture of what he looked like pitching last year and what he looked like pitching yesterday? Oh no, I didn't see that. Who had that? Um, you know, I I think I think Colin Weatherwax texted it to me, so I'll, I'll find oh. it real quick. Uh, but it is um stark difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh as much as I would hate to um speculate or anything, I wonder if there's some off the field problems going on. I mean, it's it's just it's not good. It's 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 really not uh, not good where things are right now with with Fulte, and I think that you know he'll get he'll get a spot somewhere again because of the warm bodies you're talking about the bad teams that can at least just give him a shot. You know, there's always going to be a team out there. Oh, we can fix him. We can figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to give anything for him. You might not even have to. You could maybe let the DFA process play through to where he becomes. No, someone will tra- someone will trade for him. I mean, they got ten days. They'll, someone will trade for him. But if you let it, if you let it go, wouldn't he then? Wouldn't the price go down? Because he's at he's at six point five for sure. But they, they DFA'd him, so the price isn't going to be huge, anyways. Um, no, no, I'm just talking about the financial cost. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe he does, and people. Well, but it's a prorated season too, though. True, true. Um, so it's you know it's a couple milli. It's not anything that's that should be too egregious. And again, I think there's going to be somebody out there. There's going to be a pitching coach who gets in his manager's ear and says, "No, no, no. I, I, I think we can fix this. I think we can do this." Too many that, teams need starting pitching for him to to go back down. I mean, he's done in Atlanta. Um, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. He he he's done in Atlanta. That's that's not happening. I agree. He is gone. We're just gonna have to see where. I'm not picking him up. No. Um, Me neither. A- a- absolutely not. It's a straight drop if you if you already had him. I was avoiding Braves pitchers just because of the talk of piggybacking, anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I had him on a team, he would be a straight drop. Check your uh, check your G chat. I saw. I saw. Yeah, it's. Um interesting it's interesting so hopefully hopefully he can find his way back on track but it doesn't look good for faulty right now and uh you know he's gonna have a new team in short order here 
Moving on, Ryan Presley's day-to-day with an elbow, which means the the temporary closer job is open uh, again in Houston. He was already filling in for... Osuna picked Osuna. last night, though. He, oh, he, he did? Osuna closed the game out. Oh, 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 I completely missed that. My bad. See, I have a blind spot with Houston because mm-hmm. I can't freaking watch them, dude. <laughs> I like, don't understand. I, like, so, like... I, I mean, I, I don't like the blackout rules to be. those who don't with. know, by the way, I live in Texas. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy yeah. that I can't watch them. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't like the blackout rules to begin with, um, you know, in a regular season. But in a season in which nobody can oh. go to the stadiums, like yeah. continuing to black people out of their hometown markets is, is absolutely mind boggling, that decision. I just. It's literally the stupidest thing that a already remarkably stupid league and commissioner are doing. Like, it's unfathomable to me. And, uh, yeah, not only is it um, – it, it's not just like, oh, get get cable or whatever. I First off, I have YouTube TV, which is pretty strong as far as giving me what I need. But you have to have one specific thing to get the Astros. When I had Google Fiber and I had their TV package, I couldn't get it. So it's not even about just signing up. You have to have this one, I think it's AT&T or whatever. So it's a joke. And I, listen, I know the ways around stuff. That's not really the point. It's just that creates a blind spot for me to where, yeah, I checked the box scores, but I I almost never see Houston on TV. Um, So yeah, I didn't see that Osuna was back. So that makes that that easy. Obviously he'll he'll be back in the role. Um, If you were holding Presley for the uh, potential of a couple saves over the weekend, um, obviously, you can move on from that. But even if you're going to hold him for ratios and strikeouts, I think you just move on. E- even though he's not on the IL, just with a day-to-day elbow, go find the next middle reliever. You know, um, His value was that he might have gotten you a couple saves while Osuna was ramping up. So, speaking of closers, Craig Kimbrell melted down. Now, he didn't melt all the way down. They still held on to win. But, boy, that was bad. And, you know, it's one outing, but when he, he was as bad as he was last year, and then you see a four-walk, one-out outing, it's tough to not just think, how's he going to hold this job? Now, Jeremy Jeffress came in, uh, got the final two outs to get the save. Would you cut Kimbrel? Oh, I mean, if you don't need the saves, I it's it's definitely something I would consider, but... I mean, most people who drafted him drafted him and then didn't get, you know, two other closers or three other closers, depending on the size of their league. Uh, so I don't know that you can. And, I mean, as bad as he was last night, and he was bad, straight up, what, walked the first three batters, uh, had a ground out, um, then uh, hit the next batter, and then walked another batter to score two runs before they finally pulled, before uh, David Ross pulled him. Um, as bad as he was... Like, who else is going to close? Uh, he didn't look good either. I don't know if you watched I know. This. I'm like, not saying that they, their bullpen sucks shit. This is why I did. I had no interest in them. I still don't understand how the projections put them to win the division. I know they're 3-1. and one. People can come at me with, like, well, they're 3-1. and one. What are you talking about? That's because Kyle Hendricks. they with this pitching, though. Kyle Hendricks threw a opening day complete game. Like, like, no one was even going to come close to throwing nine innings, and David Ross didn't trust his bullpen to the point that they they he let him just... I mean, and don't worry, he was 
stealing. I mean, oh, he absolutely. He was awesome. He was elite. He had got strikeouts. He, he was doing it all. Um, but, uh, I mean, nobody wanted to throw their pitchers nine innings on opening day, and they did. And I think part of the reason why was because they do not trust that bullpen at all. Exactly. And I think that's that's the big issue here. And I, I hear what you're saying, like, who else is going to do it? But I think they try Jeffress. And then if not, then they go to Rowan Wick. Wick was somebody I was looking at as a, as a backup type. Uh, but he was pitching in the sixth of this game. And his velocity is way down. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, after Lester threw five no hit, they went to Winkler for one out. Uh, he didn't have it. So they go to Wick. He gets the final two outs of the sixth. Dwayne Underwood Jr., Ryan Tapera, James Norwood. I'm pretty sure that that's correct. And then and then Kimbrell, uh, Meltdown City. And then, like I said, uh, Jeffers came and got the save. I agree with you. He didn't look very sharp either, but that's who came in. So, obviously, he's going to be the one people are chasing. This is why I didn't want anything to do with their bullpen, except maybe a wick share as a spec. That was the only thing that you could get me interested in with Kimbrell. So, um, yeah, my, my TGFBI team is done. <laughs> like, wait, did you have Kimbrell? Uh, not only did I have Kimbrell, I had uh, Shohei Otani oh. uh, pitching last week. Um, yeah, yeah. My, I mean, it's how'd that go? I it, yeah, it it did not go well. Um, I had him too, by the way. So it, it went well enough that you got a lot of comments on Twitter about it. Did I? <laughs> no, Did I really get I, that? Many? I was tagged in a few of them. Yeah, I saw like a couple. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If anybody saw that coming, then great. Go play the lottery because <laughs> I was I against starting using the him. Worst pitcher ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a brutal nightmare. Like, I don't know. Okay, y'all win. I guess if you saw that coming, mm-hmm. you nailed it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it could, it couldn't have been worse. Um, the only silver lining was that he played yesterday. I mean, he didn't do anything, but he was in the lineup playing. And so part of, part of my point in the whole Otani thing was it's not all set in stone, like mapping out this, this game plan here of like, he's definitely going to do this, this and that. Well, okay. Not going to play the day after he pitches immediately played the day after he pitch because why wouldn't he, he did nothing. He threw 30 pitches and he was terrible. I mean, I'm assuming in the leagues where you have Otani used him as a hitter this week, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I mean, and you're just going to wait and see how he does against Houston on... Was he, Is Houston on... No, no. Is, who's uh, the, Houston on Sunday, yeah. Yeah, Houston on Sunday. You just kind of see how he does. For yeah. me, it, it's more a matter of, like... I mean, you know, the line it's, is what it is. Like, it, I, I'm not as worried about the line as I am worried about... The reduced velocity, his issue, you know, getting Those the ball. Splitties. Yeah, I mean, that. those are the issues that kind of scare me. I, I wish the Angels had just said, you know what, you're going to be hitter again. Shortened season, you're But they could hitter. still do that, and that's why I still found him worth drafting, and that's why, that's why I didn't understand so much of the aggressive pushback by you and others that were on that side of, like, this oh, is I think it. I'm this right. Is what's ha- <laughs> this is what's happening. No, like... You're not, though. <laughs> but because I am. No, you're absolutely not. Because you're only right if they if they completely stick to the rigorous game plan and they don't change it at all. 
It changed four days into the season. Well, I mean, I think already it, wrong. It only changed because he didn't throw a he didn't get through a okay. single inning. Okay. So. But if it doesn't work again on Sunday, they could easily say, "Okay, you're a hitter," and he's one of the best hitters in the league. Yeah. So that's this fair. idea that there was no value—that that was my whole point—was that there are multiple avenues for value here that you can get out of Otani that it could absolutely work in a variety of different ways. Now, this was obviously the literal worst case scenario <laughs> for pitching. Like it could not have possibly gone worse. He looked terrible. Velo's down. Didn't throw any splitters. Walked the yard. Brutal. Okay. If anything, that expedites the process for a strong result, though. Because, again, if he sucks uh, on Sunday, then I think Otani would be looking at maybe being a hitter only after two starts. I say, listen, you're clearly not ready here, but we want you to maximize value. Hitter the rest of the way. Boom. I got a premium hitter in my lineup the rest of the way. So Appar- that's why I apparently, didn't have any uh... problems taking. Apparently, I didn't have him in my TGFBI lineup, so that that actually worked out. I still ah, had I had Kimbrel and Ken uh, Ken Giles, so uh, my closing situation is pretty shaky. No TGFBI, that's that's not, not great, good. Bob. No, all right. Yeah, I I I got murked too. I mean, decent hitting, but my pitching has twenty two points, and Otani's a big part of that. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. It's it is. We know that in a regular season people would overreact now they feel like they have license to completely lose their minds based on every game and it's already driving me nuts with people yeah it's already driving me nuts of like yeah i understand that like one game is like the equivalent to 2.7 but we're still not at a point where it happens every year though i mean it's like it's just it's just it's worse this year because Mm -hmm, people feel like they're licensed to do it because it's a 60 game season. So now I can react to every well, they're, inning. Yeah, they're doing it even quicker now um, because, yeah, there, there is such a little amount of time. I mean, I'm having fun with it, you know? I mean, a- after Mookie Betts' like, dreadful first, uh, you know, series against the Giants, uh, I was, like, taking a victory lap and stuff. And, uh, you know, but it's, it's all in. I, I'm joking when I do it. Like, I'm, you know, yeah, you know. I'm clearly trying to joke. I don't. Um, I, it won't be read that way. Though. I know, but that's okay. What? I don't. I don't see the value in that. But you have fun with all that. The, uh, if it amuses right. me, there's value. Like that's you know, who cares about everybody else? You know. I guess. Uh, you mentioned Ken Giles. His elbow injury opened the door for Anthony Bass and Charlie Montoyo. Confirmed that it will indeed be Bass who holds the gig uh, in in Giles's absence uh, with the elbow issue. We got Bass. It, well, actually, we went for I don't understand what's going on in labor mix. So we did not get him, uh, but we, we put a bid out on him, which I guess is running next week. I don't know why there wasn't anything this weekend. Um, but I picked him up in a couple other leagues. Did you get Bass anywhere else? I don't believe I did. Um, why did you go for him at TGFBI? Or I, did you? I did, and some, yeah, someone went way higher than I was able to go so or not able to go but willing to go i'd have willing to, to go. uh i'd have well, to double check how much exactly let me focus went on for. how you feel about not bass right now but but giles like where where do you stand on giles do you think it's it's big trouble here that it's going to be something long term or do you think he comes back after a couple of weeks and, and gets the job back 
Oh, apparently... Wow, he only won $44 in TGFBI. I must have... I don't know. Maybe I... I'd have to check my bids. Um, yeah, I think Giles is probably done. <laughs> so... He's done? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. The, it's the dreaded forearm, you know, issue. Uh, yeah. Or elbow issue. It's Yeah, I mean... I, I paid a buck oh eight for, for Bass, by the way, with 76 on the second bid. Not super optimized, but not, not bad. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he's done. I think... You know, our late, we need to be very aggressive in labor. We've got a team that, I mean, obviously we're only, what, five days in or something like that, but we are competing in labor. I think we're in second place uh, behind the, the great uh, Fred Zinke um, mm-hmm. at the moment, and so we can't really afford to lose those saves. So we're going to probably have to be super aggressive. And I think, t- I mean, the reason you drafted Ken Giles in your leagues was because you looked at the rest of that bullpen and went, oh, God. There's no he one to challenge. Yeah, he's one of the locked ones. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think you just you have to replace him with the guy who appears to be locked in that role again, which is Anthony Bass. I don't think he's going to give you much more than saves, but, you know, he, he, he's going to give you saves, for, at least for the time being. So um, I, I know there was some talk about Adolis. Uh, being an he, interesting guy, um, and closed I, overseas. Yeah, and he he kind of reinvented himself in Japan uh, a mm-hmm. little bit. So I think there is a little bit of interest there. Honestly, if if I'm if if I'm doing things the way I want to do them, I'm probably gonna go kind of all in on uh, on Ken Giles and or sorry on uh, on Anthony Bass, and then I'm gonna do some smaller bids on Dolis just in case something happens a week that's, or two from now. That's what I was thinking was, um, especially like your ale onlys or maybe your mixers that are higher than 15 teams. If you don't go crazy for bass, throw your dollar or two on Dolis and just see if maybe he sneaks into the job. If bass isn't quite, uh, up to the challenge, you know, bass throws mid nineties. Um, he wasn't terrible last year with, with the Mariners, um, and was actually pretty decent with the Cubs two years ago. So, you know, there's a little something there. We'll see what he does. But Giles is out right now. I agree with you that it, it could be long-term, so it is a little bit uh, nerve-wracking there for, for the Blue Jays, especially because then, day later, they get worse news. Uh, well, maybe not worse because he's not going to the IL, but they get more bad news with Bo Bichette dealing with a hamstring that's got him on day-to-day. So where do you come out uh, with Bo Bichette right now? Obviously, you're not cutting him or anything, but how concerned are you? I'm a bit concerned, especially because, you know, a fair amount of its value comes from the fact that he's, you know, a stolen base threat. Bingo. Um, and I mean, I can't remember who tweeted it. It might have been Alex Chamberlain or it might have been Ryan Bloomfield. And I'm, 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 I apologize, I can't give proper credit. Uh, but somebody tweeted out last night that um, there's like 17 teams that don't have a stolen base. Holy smokes! And I mean, Tommy Pham has four. And Tommy Pham has four. <laughs> yep. Like, I picked the wrong year to fade Tommy Pham. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was just kind of like, I ranked him relatively high. I kind of kept him where he quote unquote belongs, and I was just kind of like, yeah, but I'm usually taking somebody else when it come when he comes up, and I just wasn't. It was all injury worked. stuff for me. I yep, just I was I so afraid of that I elbow. I was going to worry about the injury stuff with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, good for all of you. I mean, I've always loved Tommy Pham, um, but uh, oh yeah, know. I dig the player for sure. Uh, but I just I did I faded him this year, and now I'm kicking myself. 
uh, because he's going to outsteal some major league teams this year, apparently. Uh, well, and, you know, it is early, but to already have four, like, it is worth reacting to and saying, like, this is huge that he yeah. already has four steals. Yeah, I mean, he he's a guy that could, uh, you know, I mean, especially if this trend continues of teams, you know, seven teams haven't even attempted a stolen base. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that if that trend continues, then a guy like him who's going to steal, you know, 15 or something like that or 13 um, can win you the category. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's just it's unbelievable what he could potentially do. So uh, good on the people who, who drafted Tommy Pham. Yep. Yep. Uh, we, like I said, we both like him. We just didn't end up with him. We were kind of looking elsewhere when his spot came up in the draft area. All right, we're going to close out talking a little bit about uh, some of the early adjustments that we're making on player values. It is a, a very small sample, and so we are trying not to freak out and kind of be a little bit more reasonable with things. But just a couple guys that you're looking at that maybe you've uh, you've shifted some things on. I'll, I'll start with my first one is uh, Dansby Swanson uh, is getting a closer look for me. After last, you know, in the off season of this year, when some of his backers were kind of talking to me about him, I was like, yeah, you know, it's Dansby Swanson, whatever. He ended with a 748 OPS, 17 homers, 10 steals, fine, whatever. But if you looked and you saw his first 100 games before the injury, he was pacing toward 28 and 12 with a 798 OPS, which is not knocking your socks off, but the 28 and 12 is really nice, even at a deep shortstop. So I think there is some merit to the idea that he was headed toward this breakout. And now he's off to another fast start here with a couple homers and seven ribbies uh, and four runs. I'm starting to give Dansby Swanson a little bit more credit, moving him up, moving him up the board a little bit. Obviously, I don't publish rankings like every day or anything or even every week. But as far as kind of where I'm at mentally on my board, I've got Swanson up a good bit. I know that uh, you still get trolled about him. Obviously, Mm -hmm. this is uh, like a five-year-old combo that the, the, the basis of which was you thought he was overhyped after 2016 when he had a, a flash that didn't seem viable that didn't seem like it was about to it was even be, it was before 2016 started i mean i came out and i didn't rank him my top 25 shortstops that year oh and, wait, wait that had to be 27 because he only played 38 games in 2016 oh so yeah, yeah, yeah you're was, right you're right it was, so yeah, it was yeah. after the 2016 mm-hmm. positive little cup of coffee you were out, mm-hmm. and he flopped completely. You you actually, that was correct. Like, he had a 68 OPS plus in 2017, only got up to 87 in 18, and really was only 89 last year because of how bad he was when he got back from the injury. But he's been a double-double the last two years, so there's definitely been some fantasy value there, even as his his real-life value with the, with the bat hasn't been that prominent. 26 now, I do think it's kind of put up or shut up. If he doesn't, put together something substantial here and be a better than a league average hitter. I do think his backers need to shut up about Dansby Swanson, but I'm definitely scaling up my board a bit, even at a deep shortstop. Yeah. And the problem with Dansby Swanson largely at this point um, is the, the position is just so deep. Sure. And I, you know, I, I went off about it last night on the friends of fantasy benefits live stream podcast that we did. Uh, and so if people want to hear me go off on it, they can go go check that out over on YouTube or Twitch or on the podcast uh, feed. Um, but 
ultimately, like, what I said was, like, even if he kind of get, you know, keeps it together this year, doesn't get injured, because, I mean, he's had drop-offs in terms of just production, and then he's had drop-offs that obviously came because he got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Even if he does kind of keep it together for 60 games, like, how many shortstops are you really jumping him over? And that's where it becomes difficult because, okay, I can make, you can make the argument, you know, he jumps over Kevin Newman, he jumps over Gene Segura, um, but isn't he really, like, Paul DeYoung? Like, isn't he really still... Yeah, but, but, I mean, you love Paul DeYoung. I do, but he's the, he was a 20th shortstop off the board. That's fine. I mean, like, it's okay. very, very much, am I, uh, am I viable, you know, yeah. I had, I had Swanson... 24 so i'd be moving him up four spots but yeah i, I agree with that range there um where where he's in that d d young area and uh, d do gregorius and gregorius doesn't really run anymore so i'm probably taking swanson over gregorius as long as he keeps uh chipping in some steals too so yeah i think that 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 18 to 21 range at the position is exactly right yeah i mean i i, I wouldn't put him quite up there i think he's still outside my top 20 uh, but I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I just want to stop getting trolled over it. Yeah, but that's what happens when your name yeah. is associated with somebody. I know. Even uh, people have kind of lost the thread on that though, because it was you guys are overrating him going into seventeen. <laughs> it's been exactly four years. Like <laughs> he had a six thirty six OPS the year that you said I don't want this guy anywhere near my team. Mm-hmm. That's a dub. I mean, that's a flat yeah. No, dub. I, so I, people do kind of need to. You, you should almost step back and instead of, you know, trolling back or whatever, just say, what point do you think you're making? What point did I make on Swanson that you think you're countering? And find out where they're at. Because at this point, the original troll is lost on people. It's just, yeah, just, yeah they're just coming after me for Swanson. But that's exactly. okay. It is what it is. So, all right. Who's your first? Uh, my first, I'm going to go with Eric Hosmer. Okay. Um. Gross. Yeah, and it may end up being gross, but uh, Michael Jetto did a great article on kind of some changes he made uh, to his mechanics over at Pitcher List. Uh, he has hey, and, only took ten years. Yeah, um, and I mean the big the big thing is he's lifting the ball. Now he may turn into Ryan Schimpf again because <laughs> he's lifting it way too much. Literally a hundred percent of his batted balls are fly balls. Yeah, exactly, and I mean his. Uh, his his launch angle went from like 1.9 to I want to say it's 29.3. I'm, that's just off the top of my head, so I, I might be wrong exact uh, exactly on those numbers, but it's pretty damn Same close. Time. Yeah. Uh, now he is hitting the ball extremely hard, but we also don't want to overrate the amount of batted balls that he's had because it's way too early in the season for anything to stabilize. Um, exactly. Uh, but I think right now, if he's available on your wire, and he is available on wires in 10 and 12 team leagues, you go pick him up and you kind of ride the hot streak. So, uh, and, and hope that he keeps it all together. I feel more confident about him than I do about Joey Votto, who is having, you know, a little bit of a resurgence early on. Excuse me? Yeah, I do. Why? Uh,. Because, uh, I mean, the exit velocity on on the balls he has been hitting is, you know, there there are changes that have been made to the batted ball profile for Hosmer that haven't been made for Votto. And so I worry that Votto is, uh, Votto's is just a little flash in the pan 
Uh, that being said, I think if Votto's available in, in your 10, 12 team leagues, you pick him up, you ride the hot streak as well. But um, I think uh, I think there's a chance that Hosmer's is a little bit more viable than, than Votto's. Look, you couldn't get a, a more disparate uh, pair with well, my bias. Votto's uh, <laughs> one of my absolute favorites, and I absolutely cannot stand Hosmer. So I yeah. understand that that's at play here. Mm-hmm. But Go look at both I'm, of their stat cast data. And I, like I said, it's super early. But I'm, I'm just, I'm just, there, there's nothing wrong with Votto's, though. It's just that. It, but it's Hosmer, not much different than the last few years. Uh, which he's pulling been... the ball way more, like double. Yeah, which is getting to the power, and that's I mean that's that's what I that's what I need is is for him to get to some more power. Yeah, I'm I'm trusting Votto way more. Hosmer okay. can suck an egg. Um, <laughs> all right, my, my second one is Kyle Lewis, and just that. Hey, I think the power's legit, and people might have already thought that going into this year and i i kind of did you know i was like okay he's a late power bat but i think it's like legit legit and even if he ends up being like a hunter renfro type where he only hits 220 because he is still striking out a lot and that's that's definitely part of what we're seeing with cal lewis but he, he looks like a 30 homer over a full season type of guy and um you know, he popped six homers and 75 plate appearances last year, but a 40% strikeout rate. And that's what had people concerned, understandably. This year, he's already got a couple more homers and 18 plate appearances, 44% strikeout rate. He does have three walks to go with his eight strikeouts, though, and he had three walks all told last year in the 75 plate appearances. So he is at least walking a little bit more. Small samples abound. But if I can get a guy, you know, if he hits the 260 something that he hit last year in triple or in double A and with the with the Mariners, and we're getting an OBP that's in the 300s because he is walking a bit more, I really like that. But bottom line is, I think at worst right now he's a Renfro type as far as uh, the the hitting profile, which is a boatload of power, regardless of the average, and that's useful. Yeah, he's also showing some early patience, which is good to see that, you know, because that was something he did in double A, which was walk double digit uh, at double digit rates. Um, and then and I, I think he just didn't have enough time last year to get like he didn't have to because he was crushing everything. So he's like, why not? Why do I need to take walks? I mean, because you're striking out 40 percent of the time. But to his point, it was probably like I'm raking, dude, like I'll take walks when I settle in and he's settling in a bit and taking some walks for Kyle Lewis. So I like that. Yeah, so I'm just I, becoming a fan. I think too. Part of it is I'm just becoming a bigger fan of him. I like him a lot. I recommended him in my first "What's on Second article, which is guys to pick up, not necessarily for the upcoming week, but for the following week. Uh, and so hopefully people are seeing uh, that article in the "Who's on First on article on Fangraphs uh, that comes out on Sundays. They're both kind of fab and, and weekly planner pieces for for the you know upcoming two weeks. Um, I like Kyle Lewis a lot. I uh, I almost took him in the main event, uh, my last main event, but I ended up going with Kevin Kiermaier because I needed the stolen bases, and I'm kicking uh, myself yeah. a little bit uh, for that. So, uh, but I agree. Like I I don't think the batting average is going to be good. Uh, I think he's probably like a 240, 230 hitter, 
but there there is power and i think people need to remember like this was a consensus like top 10 top 20 prospect oh, people loved his yeah. abilities and injuries ravaged Kyle lewis yeah and this is your prototypical guy because you're, you're hoping to spike the 260 mm-hmm. while getting the, the crazy power exactly uh, speaking of your prototypical guy did you draft will myers this year i did okay just making sure because isn't he off to a good start or am i tripping uh, you know, oh, never mind. He just hit—he hit one homer. Yeah, I must have just seen the homer and it stuck in my brain. Um, but he is walking 29% of the time. He has a 412 OBP and a 167 average. Anyway, we like Kyle <laughs> Lewis. Definitely somebody that, uh, and I'm, I'm basically I'm rooting for him more too. Like I, he's a fun player to watch, so that's adding to the uh, to the effect for me. All right, next up, your second guy. Uh, I mean, I think you're going to like my second guy because he is, you know, been your guy in the past, and that's Michael Walker. Uh, oh, hell yes. I, I streamed him for his two starts uh, this week in, in the main event. Um, was really yes. impressed with what I saw. I mean, there had been some rumblings in summer camp that he looked really, really good. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the changeup looked fantastic, and, I mean, that's really what you want to see out of a guy like Walker. Uh, and they let him go five innings. He got the win. Uh, he pitched well, struck out four. Love to see a few more strikeouts there, but you know, when you're picking up a guy in a 15-team league off the wire and you get that kind of outing, you got to be pretty encouraged. Hopefully he doesn't you know, come back to earth next start, but I think there's some really good building blocks there for Michael Walker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I uh, obviously I love him, and um, you're right. That one did cater to me. Thank you. And if that changeup's working, I think there's there's some viability here. So I am eager to see what he can do. The the bulk of issues that that have kept Waka from really being a consistent year in year out stud is health, which happens to a lot of pitchers. So it's not unique. It's not it's not something that's you know worth an overwhelming deep dive. This just happens. Pitchers break down, but he always would flash runs of great i've talked about this a million times on the show but you always flash like a good two three month period or even just a, a you know five six start of really good work and then injury would seem to strike and uh we'll see he's only 28 i'm eager by i'm, I'm eager to see what happens here and uh good on you for picking him up yeah i'm i'm stoked both my main event team's doing really well so far so knock knock on some wood and then hope to god that it continues yeah, you know, it's super early, and we don't want to freak out. But it does feel good to get out to a fast start because you know some crap's going to come down the pike. Like, it, it, we're all going to get hit with our, our stuff. You know, I have Kluber, Verlander, um, both on a couple different teams, and it's like, ouch, that really freaking hurts. And I may get other stuff coming. It's not doled out evenly, but I was trying to just think of like, hey, you're getting your crap now. Hopefully you can weather it. Crap's going to hit other teams too. Anyway, we'll be back on Thursday talking more. If you guys have early season stuff you'd like us to cover that you think would be most beneficial to y'all, let us know. Obviously, it's going to be news heavy, trying to keep you abreast of what's going on. And then we'll try to fit in a little stuff like uh, what we just did with the players there, guys that we're moving on, uh, because you got to move earlier this year. So, Justin, hope you have a good couple days. I'll talk to you on Thursday. Take it easy.